to the Benefits Corner podcast. Thanks for joining us. With each episode, we'll be speaking with business owners, thought leaders, and top performers. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information as it relates to employee benefits, Canadian healthcare, and running a business. Now, we should say up front that the views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those shared by the Benefits Corner nor its host. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Today's show is brought to you by ARIA Benefits, modern advisors backed by experience and technology. Now here's your host, Robin Bailey. Hey folks, happy Friday. I don't know if it'll be a Friday when you're listening to this, but it's certainly a, a very cold Friday for me. We're back on the Benefits Corner and like I do sometimes, I decided to take the show on the road to probably one of my favorite offices I've, I've visited in, in a long time. And as I walked in, I'll give you a, a hint uh, and why I liked it. I walked in this morning and I was greeted by Socks, the office dog. So anytime there's a dog uh, greeting me at the front door, I'm pretty happy. So not to keep you in suspense any longer, we're at the offices of Fineo this morning to talk with Ali Della. And, you know, I was excited to come down to this office and, and I'll, we're going to explore a little bit about why I like this office so much. There's a very unique culture and a very positive culture. But uh, Ali, I'll do a bit of a bio before we start chatting about that. So Ali is the CEO and co-founder of Fineo, a venture-backed insure tech company building the digital fabric to power the life insurance industry globally. Ali spent seven years at TD Bank as a financial planner, business banking manager, and as part of TD's innovation team before leaving to join an employee benefits technology startup as the first employee. The startup was acquired by Benefits by Design, a third-party administrator for employee benefits in 2015, where he served as managing partner before leaving to launch Fineo. Ali strongly believes that independent advice is paramount for families and is dedicated to the bionic advisor of the future. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Robin. So, Ali, you know, I was, I was saying in the beginning of the intro, because of the nature of my job, I'm in a lot of offices. And you walk into a lot of different cultures and, and some of them you feel, hey, you know, this is a pretty neat place, you know, for the people to be working. Others, sometimes, unfortunately, you can feel, hey, there's maybe a bit of a negative vibe here. And I think as a business owner myself and other business owners that, that listen to our podcast, we're always struggling to create that positive, engaging environment for the employees. And from the moment that I arrived today, I felt that... I'm going to say almost, almost that wow experience, the way you're greeted, the the vibe of the room, everyone that was coming out of a meeting and, and made sure they came over and said, hey, welcome welcome to the office. So can you tell me about how you guys have created that culture here? Sure. I mean, I think you used a really interesting word, which is I felt something. Yeah. And I, I don't think that culture is one of those things that I can really describe to you because I believe it's a feeling. And that feeling that you have when you walk into a room and you feel tense and you're like, I can cut that with a you know hot butter with knife feeling, it doesn't make you feel very welcome. But when you set a great foundation of a company, I believe that culture becomes very organic. So there are some things that you do, I think, to harness culture. And then there's other things that you let organically take shape. One of those that we focused very hard on early days and we continue to refresh are our core values and our guiding principles. 
So our core values are what we live and breathe at Fineo, and our guiding principles are how we act at Fineo. And I'll give you an example of a few of the words that we use, and then more importantly, how we stack those words together to create the culture that we have. So one of them, for example, our first value proposition, our first core value is put advisors first. So advisors are the core of our business. They're why we are around. They're why we exist in the first place. So they should be the first and foremost reason on our core values that matter. And so when you come in, the result of that is when you walk into Fineo as an advisor, we're putting you first. We're all jumping out of our seat. We're going to welcome you like this is your home uh, because you're a guest in our home. And we want you to feel that way when you walk through the doors. Another guiding principle, for example, is see it, say it. Uh, if somebody on our team observes something that they don't like from another team member, they deal with it right there in the moment, right behind closed doors. And it's part of creating that open, transparent feel. And I think when you create openness and transparency, you create trust. And when you have trust, you have the foundation of relationship. And to me, that's a bedrock of culture. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say it again. I mean, you really do feel that the moment you walk in the door. Now, you brought up an interesting, and I hadn't planned on asking you that, but, but now that you brought it up, you know, you put advisors first. And, and you're committed to the, um, the advisor market or the, you know, the advisor channel. A couple of years ago, as you saw, a lot of and the words losing steam, but a lot of the disruptors had come into the industry and said, OK, we're going to get rid of the advisor channel. You guys have decided to put your money into backing that channel, the brokers and advisors out there. Why is that? Yeah, for a few reasons. I think when you think about the co-founding team here, we are financial advisors by trade. This is how we built our careers. Fineo actually stands for Financial Advisor Hero. Yeah, I was going to ask we you don't, We don't okay. actually talk about that a lot, but it's all been about how do we help create heroic moments for our clients. I can rewind the clock back to when I became a financial advisor uh, in 08. And that was a very, very difficult time as a wide-eyed, you know, young financial professional. I couldn't uh, say I had, you know, years of market experience to, to go back on, but I had to serve people very openly and honestly. And I was telling people, no, you're declined, your money's going down, terrible times are ahead of you. And I never got a chance to become a hero in my client's eyes. And so Fine was all about how do we create those moments for advisors and they can deliver that best-in-class experience to customers. But on the other side of the fence, you have an amazing amount of brilliant technology companies who have never sat in the seat of an advisor before and therefore can't empathize with the value that you create as that profession. So in their perspective, an algorithm can deliver quote unquote advice, right? This whole term of robo. Um, so we parlay the opposite. We call it bionic. And bionic is that combination of a human and a computer working hand in hand to deliver great advice and great service. Um, so we don't think that it's an either or battle. We think it's an and. And Fineo is dedicated to try to create that future. Yeah. And I commend you for that. And, and, and I'm glad there are companies out there because when the disruptors first came into the industry, I mean, I'm sitting around my industry association meetings and people were wondering, okay, what, what does this mean for, for yeah. our careers? Is this something that's going to disappear? And I think as we've seen over the last couple of years, people still value that advice, that human connection. Of course, there's ways to leverage artificial intelligence and technology to deliver uh, a better experience for the end user. But I think people have spoken loud and clear, the advisor channel is going to be there for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And I think that there's places where technology should work perfectly for direct to customer. Like if we think about simplified products, if we think about home and auto insurance, it's really a race to the bottom on price. And consumers don't necessarily require advice on those type of simple transactional products. But when you think about things like employee benefits, that falls into a strategic plan for a business owner. 
And I don't really see the algorithm being that great to come out and work through my 10-year vision of a business and how I plan to leverage employee benefits as a strategy of attaining and retaining great talent. Um, so I still think that there's leaps and bounds. But on the flip side, although we've taken the journey of supporting the advice community, at times it was like pushing water uphill, especially when I think back to our founding year of 2016 and 2017, where a lot of traditional advisors said, yeah, this is great, but I, I don't think I need it. Where then the technology companies that were working direct to customer were successful and have been and will continue to be successful in taking some market share. But not all market share. And so to your point, for the foreseeable future, I still think that humans play a very critical role. And we as an industry need to lift that human to do better work. Like, I don't see any value, Robin, in you filling out a piece of paper. Yeah, I agree. You know, like, there's you should be spending your time doing higher value activities. There's no reason for someone to do compliance check and balancing when a computer is literally made to rinse, repeat a task over and over perfectly. So there's places where technology should play, and then there's places where it shouldn't. But the combination, I think, can be powerful. Yeah, and you, you know I'm a big believer in, in leveraging technology where possible. I mean, if you go onto our website, it'll say, I, I believe it's on the homepage, Modern Advisors Backed by Experience and Technology. Totally. And, I, and I think that that combination of having that experience, having those connections and, and personal connections with, with my clients, but also having the technology in the background to make their experience even better is really the key to where, as advisors, we need to go. So we're talking a lot about technology. So... I've always wanted to ask you this, actually. How do you, starting at a very traditional environment in, in banking, TD Bank, you had, we had mentioned in the bio, how do you find yourself going from there to ending up at a startup? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, a fairly non-traditional path for sure. Uh, but even before my days in banking, I started in psychology and kinesiology. And the reason why that's important is when you come from the sciences, You're a very curious person by nature because you're always running experiments. So part of creating any business idea is to have a hypothesis, find a way to validate that hypothesis, and then true or false it and run another experiment. And really that flywheel of build something, measure something, learn from it, rebuild it, that is a startup. And I'd actually argue that every single company in today's era is almost a startup because if you take the definition that a startup is a human organization operating in a time of extreme uncertainty, which is the way that Eric Ries, the uh, author of Lean Startup, defines it, then in theory, the entire insurance industry is a startup today because we're going through this entire digital revolution. So the startup mindset for me was something just ingrained. And then I was very, very dedicated to seeing the future of advice be real uh, because I did see this macro trend of robo coming up. A lot of my friends were in the technology industry, and it was fascinating to hear uh, the lack of respect they have for our profession. Uh, And so I think it was more of a necessity, and I really didn't see any other people making any meaningful progress trying to support the advice community. Yeah. We're sitting here and we're, you know, in the Fineo office and we're talking about technology and I'm just realizing that some of our listeners, whether it's prospects, whether it's clients, whether it's other brokers, may not realize exactly what Fineo does. So maybe you can just kind of give us the Reader's Digest version of what value you guys are delivering to advisors and ultimately named clients. Yeah, for sure. So Fineo at its core is an insurance marketplace. So we help connect the insurance professional with the insurance carrier. 
and streamline the process in the middle. So for those of you who are familiar with the term, we operate as a managing general agency model. Uh, we have a very tight and strong partnership with Hub Financial to help us access all the great product offers in the market. And then downstream, we provide our technology services for free to our advisor community as part of our give back strategy and as a part of a way to empower advisors uh, to not be burdened by cost, but still have access to great technology to serve them in their business. As it relates to the customer, I can give you a very simple example of how Fineo helps an advisor in their day. Um, so traditionally, especially we work on the life and health side of insurance, a client has to fill out a financial needs assessment. And that needs assessment is typically done with an advisor face-to-face where an advisor is asking a bunch of questions, recording a bunch of answers, and then at night or in the evening, they're hand-bombing that information into a system, and then they go through and have to re-enter that same information into an application. On Fineo, the advisor comes in, they put the client's first name, last name, and email address. With one click, they can send to their client a digital onboarding experience with a fully integrated financial needs assessment. Client, in the comfort of their own home, can go ahead and answer those personal questions. They can answer the health questions. They tick off some checks and balances for compliance. So advisor disclosure agreements, your castle agreement, your privacy agreements, all the things that you require. And once they hit that submit button, two really cool things happen. On the one hand, all of the information that they've entered now pre-populates your front office broker management system. So it reduces your ability to have any errors or have to do any manual data entry. Number two is it time, date, and stores that financial needs assessment for compliance records. And then the third and most beautiful piece that happens is our concierge team also gets a copy of it. And what we do is we proactively survey the market on your behalf and return back to you same day with a few different options for your customer. And the reason why that's important is we're now able to reduce for you on average 30 to 60 minutes per client interaction of administration time that you can put back into your business, back into your families, back into career development, uh, and not have to worry about administrative services. And so although this is a lot of heavy lifting on our end today, this process is allowing us to teach our artificial intelligence engine what to look for. So for example, when Sally Smith fills out that needs assessment, we understand her health questions and therefore we can align a solution with the right carrier who we know meets those underwriting criteria. And so over time, just like Netflix recommends you movies, Fineo is able to pre-predict the right carrier for your customer and at least provide the advisor with a narrowed down list and pre-populated EAP to really streamline the process flow from prospect to policy. So that's a good example of how we help. So what I think I'm hearing is, because if other advisors are listening to this and ultimately if clients are listening to this and thinking, okay, why does this matter? What I think I'm hearing is an advisor that works with Fineo is going to be more efficient, is going to be leveraging technology to find the best product, find the best service for the client, and be able to provide, because you're freeing up all that time, be able to deliver a better experience and perhaps even spend more time with those clients. Totally. And I mean, on the last end of this one, Robin, is the customer that we're dealing with today is a digital client. And they see digital in every other aspect of their life. But why shouldn't it be the same in their insurance experience? So it's really about just trying to catch up our industry to what the consumer experiences in every other aspect of their life already. Well, it's interesting. You're right. I mean, on my last podcast, we had on uh, two uh, CPAs. They were starting to talk, talk about technology and how they're using it with their practice as well. And one of the questions they had posed for me was, this Christmas, how many purchases did you make on Amazon? And even over a short period of two years ago, I mean, it's night and day. So you're right. I mean, even old guys like me 
are using technology in their everyday life. So why would insurance, why would employee benefits be any different? So just on that point, because obviously I'm going to ask you some selfish questions for me being in employee benefits. What do you think the future employee benefits industry looks like in the next couple of years? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that we'll find a clear division in the stage of an application of technology relative to the group size. So I think what you'll find is more and more small groups are going to be poked and prodded by technology vendors and technology offerings to quote unquote add benefits to existing services. So we saw the rise of a company called Zetafits, you know, years ago, 2015, where they provided HR services out of the box to small business owners and then took the agent of record account from the employee sponsor to, to make up revenue. And I think that you're going to see more and more of these alternate models where small businesses have a technology vendor who's going to try to cross-sell them direct access to employee benefits. And the reason why they can start to do that is because the streamlining of the data of the employee census information makes it very easy for them to market survey relative to a group broker having to go in and start that process net new. So it's like coming to you with an offer rather than saying, hey, do you want to start a process? It's like, hey, for you know, $150 a month per employee, you can get this rather than, oh, can I get your information and go get you a quote? So I think it's you're going to find in the small group market, for example, a little bit of a reversing of order. Uh, the other trend that I expect to see is much more access and choice for the employee to use a la carte style models uh, rather than out of the box solutions. So this whole concept of individual benefits and voluntary benefits, you know, five, six years ago was fairly new. I think we're going to see that that's going to become status quo moving forward. Uh, and I think the advent of more spending accounts is going to become that flexible option for most small businesses. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there because even, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, I've, I've associated some colleagues that I deal with in the U.S. And 10 years ago, they were talking about healthcare spending accounts and, and you, just you wait and see how they're going to explode in Canada. And nothing happened for 10 years. Sure. And now in the last 12 to 18 months, this is almost every conversation I have is, hey, what about these spending accounts? And now I'm hearing about these personal spending accounts or wellness accounts. Yeah. So, so I think you're right. I think the changing workforce is starting to drive some of these changes. And, and I think it's an exciting time because you can actually go in and deliver not something that's just cookie cutter anymore, something that's going to make sense for the 26-year-old, and then something's going to make sense for the 47-year-old. So I think there's going to be a lot more flexibility. I think it's an exciting time to be in employee benefits. Yeah, and there's a few other other trends or innovations that we could think of. I mean, if, if we think about the world today, you know, health and wellness is something that is very front and center, very top of mind for people. And you'll find a lot of offices nowadays have meditation rooms. Well, what would a world look like where a business owner could have an augmented reality or a virtual reality room as part of the employee benefits package? Where if you want to take a 20-minute beach vacation, just go sit in the hammock, put on your virtual reality headset, and go hang out in Malta for 20 minutes and come back when you're ready. And I think that can all be part and parcel of an employee benefit plan for the next generation. A trend that I think is going to happen is you're going to find technology companies offering automated market survey options. So you see this on the PNC side where a vendor will go to a consumer and say, give me the list of all your different policies and I'll go shop the market for you proactively and come back to you when I have an offer. So I can imagine a world where there will be technology being used to auto survey the industry and effectively put more pressure on price from a carrier by carrier basis, uh, which I think is a benefit to the consumer. It's going to put some pressure on pricing down, hopefully make some of it more affordable. So I think there's going to be some cool innovations with technology to create more access points. 
uh, and effectively put maybe some of the power back in the people's hands. Yeah, excellent. Always love talking to you. As I'm listening to you, I realized, okay, Ali is one of the guys that I, I lean on for what's new in the industry, what innovations are out there. So I got a question for you. What's your favorite purchase in the last six months? The last six months, yeah. Well, as a child, I was a big basketball player, big big Michael Jordan fan. And, uh, you know, we were, ne- we were never in a financial position as, as a family for my dad to go buy me the new Jordans. But there was a release of these Jordan 11 Concord editions that came out uh, around Christmas. And uh, I bit the bullet and was able to get my hands on, like, my childhood favorite shoe. So that was a that was a big one for me, Robin. Very cool, very cool. I thought for sure you were going to give me something to do with technology, no. but I'm not disappointed. No, I'm so not there disappointed because I grew up with Jordan as well. So that's that's awesome. Well, listen, it's been great having you on the show. How do people reach out, get in touch with you if they have any additional questions, want to find out more about Finale, and maybe want to start working with you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Please give us a ring anytime. Area code six zero four four eight eight. 9677. I am located here in Toronto, but the 604 digits are the only remnants of my Vancouver life that I'm, I'm sad to give up still. Or you can reach me via email at ally at fineo, F-I-N-A-E-O.com. All right, friends, that does it for today. Really enjoyed the conversation. Allie, thanks so much for being on the show. Be sure to check out our website. All of our podcasts get posted up there eventually, www.reabenefits.ca or on any podcatcher that you like to use. If you need to reach me, please reach out to Bailey at Aria Benefits or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on the Benefits Corner. Mm-hmm.